Okay, so now it's recording. Now everything yes. is fine. So we are in Whiplash today. Ah, okay. So yeah. So Whiplash is about the. It's about the relation of the drummer and his teacher. Mm -hmm. And it's about uh, the. <laughs> the um, what do you say? What is it about? I know what it's about. Yeah, can you say what it's, it is about? Uh, it's um, about moral and morality and another film of mora morality, I think. And specifically, it's about the responsibility of the teacher for the for his pupil. Yeah. That's but, what it's all about. And it's, it's about valuing art? In what what way, like technical valuing of art, that the, it explores art very much from a technical point of view, that you have to become technically master in in your art, and um, and that also the the like maybe what you are saying about the moralities, maybe about the responsibility of the, of the teacher and the student to the student but also about the ethical side of how um, this affects the artist because you were talking previously about the shining and I think that was a really good comparison to this movie mm -hmm. it showed a, another kind of side of that um, the what same story kind of. well you you talked about about the how in the shining the boy was kind of abused by his father shining not ah uh, now i don't now i get what you mean i thought you talk <laughs> about hohto <laughs> shining no i mean the no, shine it's shine it, it's a movie called shine oh God. my whole mind is yeah. totally plugged that's why so i sorry. didn't understand what you said but no oh. it doesn't matter yeah it, you're allowed to make mistakes. I'm also. <laughs> it's it brings new things. So it's it's about shine. It's about shine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there was. You remember what yeah, you said it about was, it? Yeah, uh, I said about it because there is. Um, it it's a little bit different because there, Geoffrey Rush is uh, acting David Helfgott, mm -hmm. who was an actual person. It's a true story, where. His father is is um, torturing him, torturing his own child to, mm. until he got uh, mad, got insane, this child, because he's breaking under pressure. Yeah. To to make him a best best uh, pianist in the world, he has to be the the son has to be the best pianist in the world. And it's not enough that he's a brilliant pianist, a very good one, a real concert pianist of the whole, all around the world. Mm. He, my father wants him to be the best because he lost himself from uh, in the Nazi time. They are Jews. Mm. Lost his uh, possibilities. So his, the child don't know anything about it. Yeah. But, they don't know how it feels, and the father is torturing the child to be. So it's very effective. It's really touching film about this this um, David Helfgott. And how do you see it in relation to Whiplash? 
because yeah, he saw it's, um, the teacher is also torturing the students in that. Yeah, way. I see it in relation that um, this Fletcher, this J.K. Simmons, the mm -hmm. teacher in uh, Whiplash, he himself is uh, <clears throat> he was not like the father of uh, David Helfgott in Nazi time. He was just a bar pianist. He became a bar pianist and he's just a normal musician in a, in a music company which has only bassist and drums and the piano, which is just plach, nothing, no plach. <laughs> and it's nothing special. And then he demands, he has has got to demand from Andrew the best performance in the world, like David Hefkon's father. So mm -hmm. it's this is the relation. Mm -hmm. It's it. The, they both have the same queerness in them, mm -hmm. in their minds. This father and and uh, Fletcher. So should, now the, all the critics I have read about it, mm -hmm. they say that. Oh, this man is a little mad and he's a little bit torturing this. He's not a little bit torturing, he's driving him to death. Yeah. He's silly. And it's, it's no, I don't think we don't have to even talk about it or even to, to think a moment if it's okay. Yeah. To, if it's a dilemma, to, to can you do that? No, you can't do that. You cannot. And what about Andrew? He's a, this is the point. He's a young, uh, young, uh, not grown-up mind yet, mm. and he should he. The question is, should he agree that somebody is torturing him? No, mm. he shouldn't. But, but he's so young. He don't. He's he's thinking before he went to the school already. He thought that okay, I'll do this and this and this and this and this. I'll become that and that and that and that, and mm -hmm. I'll become that. And life is not that. He he's too young to realize that life is not that. But Fletcher is grown up, and he has the responsibility. He's mm -hmm. the teacher. He has the power. So. Andrew don't have much power, only to go away from the school or stay in the school. Yeah. So. And and there is many people who who find, you know, very. Okay, I don't know if many people, but I I feel like there is, like, number of people who, who at a very young age they, they realize what they want to do and they just strive for that and they want to like I want to become, an astronaut or airplane. Um, pilot, or I want to uh, become uh, archaeologist or uh, an artist or something, and they just start to go at that direction goal. And it's not about them fighting at some point what they want to do. They some people already know what they want to do from. And but it felt like be... Andrew was was like it felt like this kind of character. I but there's a difference between. Wishing that I will be that, I feel interest in that, in that, and I want to work on it. I'm ready to put a lot energy and money on it, and and sacrifices. But there's a difference between that that make a plan already beforehand that in a year I'll be there and next year I'll be there. That's mm -hmm. a kind of a not realistic. 
You can't mm. make on life. You never know what's coming. Yeah. The camp, maybe they'll come Nazis and put you into camp and kill you in the middle. You can't make plans. Yeah, and also I, I have a little bit of, <clears throat> uh, like, uh, I have a little bit trouble with the movies, the, the depiction of the art and the value of art in it is that the, that he, he he feels like he has to drive so so much and so an extra level of of sacrifice of, of his himself to achieve like greatness in art i and, think it yeah okay, and and that that's also for me it's, it 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 somehow felt absurd in some ways that you know like what you're saying about goals and that you want to be something is that it feels like also his his ideas about what he wants to be like an artist was kind of uh, unrealistic it's i don't think it like he he's obsessed by this certain artists and these drummers and this the the level of how to become uh, some kind of drummer that he he wants to have it like right now and right now he wants to be amazing so he he puts himself into an extra uh, position to be as soon as possible something amazing yeah, and that that's is that true. felt really weird in the movie because the, the the people that he listened are grown-up people artists who have lifetime of experience mm. of those things like okay m- many amazing artists are already at 26 they are amazing guitarists but yeah they have of course practiced a lot and some are have more feel of it than others but like it just felt yeah Unrealistic. Yeah, but the, on the other hand, there are people like Xavier Dolan, mm-hmm. who is, is 20, as 20 years old already a genius and done marvelous films, and he's in all kinds of can, yeah. can uh, yeah. jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> so, so these people so exist. That, yeah, but yeah, but, but he but, but that's he a different but thing. yeah, but he 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 did it in a way that he 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 didn't wear any school. He he wasn't mm. in any film school. He just started making films. And that's how mm. he, yeah, as he far as I know. So talent. I don't, I don't know how much he has sacrificed his mental and physical health. To, of course, directing is really hard, but he feels so natural with it, and he does what he wants. And I, in that's some ways like, I feel like. That's more healthy, or. I, you know, I think I that this Andrew, is is he made kind of a boxes? He put in a kind of in the limits in a box this idea of his uh, drumming his his music career and he didn't take it out of the box into the life he he tries to be in hermetic place yeah, in was, one yeah. one thing like it was like his room the, remember the the room yeah, that yeah. he lived in that it was just it was empty room with a drum set and with with a bed mattress and that was all his it was like yeah. kind of very yeah, critical yeah. view of symbolism of of his of his life that you say that it's literally in a box only yeah. the drum set and only with nothing and it kind of it was really effective i think that the damien chassel this uh, director made it he he by purpose this must have been and no in fact, a young person doesn't know yet that everything is connected to everything, that life is something you can't rule over. And you have different things, like he had a girlfriend and he had the parents mm. and he he had the idea of his father, over his <clears throat> father had 
try to be a writer and didn't succeed. Mm. So this boy has inherited this thinking from his father by even if the father was not by purpose doing it to him. He was a nice guy. This father was the nicest person in the whole field. <laughs> he was this Paul Reiner or what was his name. He's wonderful. I liked him really much. And yeah. the, he motivated Paul Reiner. He, a fine father. Mm. <laughs> but but different they, father than in shine. But anyway, the atmosphere at her house probably was that way. That the father didn't succeed, so the son has got the idea that I will succeed and goes into this only the room. He thinks to achieve it with the room, with the bed and the drums and excluding. I was amazed when he told the girlfriend that, look, I can't with you anymore. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. And he had a loving person for the rest of his life. And mm -hmm. he says, no, I can't have you anymore because I have to be, live on my drums. <laughs> absurd. He was, that showed how young he is and not experienced. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like the, it, the movie balanced a lot between uh, being very critical of Andrew and being critical of the Fletcher, 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 and, Fletcher and about kind of who, what, where does it balance? Does it balance on the the criticality of this method of of thinking about art in this way, or is it kind of supporting it in a weird way? Because there is a lot of like critical absurdity of it that it kind of becomes even a satirical view on like how how obsessive somebody can become of art and how sadistic the teacher can be uh, but then there is like moments when it's really motivating and very kind of um, like kind of weirdly putting you giving you evidence of how it works or how it kind of like when when Fletcher really motivates Andrew he really talks about the purity of his actions and and about how he thinks it's the best thing to do for a student mm. that this yeah. is the only way to produce great art and then the 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 result that in the end all this did made Andrew into like yeah made in the end the best drum moment uh, in the world so to speak you know like that that scene and it felt like yeah I, I wasn't really sure what what does the director thinks about it himself because it's based on his own experiences and his own that he was also a drummer like this and it's a, a lot about his how he what kind of things he went through yeah I understood and yes, I, I, and I really I also and I'm really kind of uh, interested in how much does he wants to or not to say about is that a good thing or a bad thing you know how much he wants to be critical of it but it's obviously a big trauma what happened it was a this is a creation of a trauma yeah this, and but, but in an interview i remember reading that he was talking a lot about the the fact of uh, practicing art and that if you want to achieve something that you have to practice a lot and you you go into it it feels like he kind of uh, some way lives in that 
that that mentality. Yeah, but that's true. If you have to do something to be able to be experienced and know to do it, mm -hmm. you have to do it every day, all the time. Yeah. And in, in any art or anything, anything. So and people can achieve if they repeat and repeat and to do. They become better. You become a better walker even. I remember I couldn't walk in the beginning. I know some little distance my feet start to hurt and nowadays I can walk endlessly and it's wonderful yeah it's exactly practice yeah, yeah also like drawing I I noticed that yeah that, like I, I I started to draw uh, after a long period of time and I I felt like I wasn't good and that it didn't work out mm. but then mm. like I and and then I thought like how how do good drawers become good drawers like how do, how do they do that and how do you excel in 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 art and I I found out that you just have to draw yes, just draw don't it. it's not yeah. about even mastering that no, like no. like that mm. the technicality of it just mm. draw every day you become more yeah. better at it that's that's it. what I wanted to say but I didn't I was shy to say because <laughs> it's so private thing but about uh, walking it's uh, normal for everyone. It's a good example I think even walking. Yeah it's a good example. Yeah. So uh, anyway I wanted to say that this Damien Chazelle got the idea of this film about himself he, because he experienced this thing in a music school. Mm. It, yeah and I suppose that it's a story of of his own experience and and um, I read in the critics that um, he couldn't get the money for he wanted to make the film mm -hmm. but he couldn't get the money for it so he made a short short film yeah. of the same thing and he it it went to Sundance in 2013 oh, really? and people loved it in Sundance Film Festival so after that he got the money for the long film mm. So that was the way, it was very uh -huh. clever. He's a clever man, really. And Andrew is also clever. Yeah. He's just young and not experienced. And Fletcher is a psychopath. <laughs> That's a man who's a psychopath. Yesterday we talked about Nightcrawler, which I don't think is a psychopath at all. But this one is. He's... He, he's Oh, how he's cheating this Andrew, how I hate this person. <laughs> yeah, I was really horrified of, of, Everybody of hates the ending you, and yeah. like he's so cruel and so... Cruel. And in the beginning, way. did you did you yeah. realize how he, he's, he was doing it to many, many, many students before that? Yeah. And one even hung himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so... He lied to the boy. He knew how to lure him. He he was very nice to him and make him trust him, and then make the boy tell him about his background, about his mm. father, how the father didn't succeed in books. Very quickly, Andrew told him everything, mm. because because Fletcher knew how to handle him. Mm. That is that's why he's uh, the filth. This man, he's really filth, because he's grown up. He has ability already. He has a lot of experience of all his all those years he has. He has experience, and Andrew has nothing, no mm. experience. So he's he's responsible of yeah. of uh, guiding, guiding. And one one thing was 
very interesting to me in this critics in Rakkautte Anarchy, Love and Anarchy festival critic, was that this one word that shy, he was, uh, this Andrew was a shy boy. Mm. I think that's the few word in this to me. Mm. Yeah, to do was. to do something to the like this to a very talented, sensitive, shy boy mm. is criminal. Yeah, and and it was kind of you know when you opened because Andrew was kind of looking for like looking up to him and kind of looking for that kind of that teacher character you know like he was he was in in need of of something like. Like yes. Fletcher, like emotionally, and Fletcher just in, locks him, you know. Yeah, in, yeah, and encouragement and motivation and somebody who can guide him in his in his heart. And to hear that, to hear that he has the he needed desperately to hear that. Yeah, you are on the right path. Yeah, and to, that you are special. Talent. And yeah, it, it was a kind of obsessive need for Andrew to hear that all the time, you know, that 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 courage, encouragement, and that. Um, it was kind of like a, f- um, it felt like father son or something like. It was it felt really um, struggling, Andrew's emotions how he um, tried to survive, and it it and he became even more locked and attached to those those emotions more and more. And I mm, think that yes. was really horrible from Fletcher's point of view that he didn't like you say didn't take the responsibility of that yeah the this Fletcher had the responsibility like you say he had the responsibility to bring the out Andrew's good qualities to to encourage his good qualities his talent and to cherish it like a flower like the nightcrawler to Kelvis flower and Leon also you have to cherish it and to let it grow and be on the good side, mm. not on the bad side. It's a happy thing to, to create. Yeah. For oh. Fletcher, it was not a happy thing. It's it's a torture. Mm. Yeah, that also, that's, that's the thing I really disliked in the philosophy of the movie was that it kind of uh, kept very strictly on the, on, on exploring art as a torture. Why is art? Why? Why are? What is this whole thing about? That, you know, like the usual thing about the tortured artist, and that we, we have like saying like, what if, you know, we have these people who have not have been emotionally so struggled like Kafka, mm. like what if that if Kafka wouldn't have suffered so much, we wouldn't have such great art, but I think mm. that's bullshit. That's yeah, it's absolute bullshit. nonsense. Like mm. we wish people to be struggling and emotionally uh, locked and traumatized just to produce mm-hmm. some great art. Like yeah, that's, that's horrible. What Simon, that's what J.K. Simmons, no Fletcher says, not J.K. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I really, oh, I, I cannot. You know um, that I can tell you the example of it. No, mm. if you know, like. Um, you you have to why you have to encourage the good qualities and but and not the opposite like Fletcher what he does in fact I see it is he's taking the hook 
and putting it inside Andrew and dragging out his insides, his test intestines, <laughs> you know? He's, that's how I see it. He's like scratching him to blood inside, in his, into her, his, not stomach, to the throat or heart or stomach, to intestines, and <laughs> dragging it all out. And do you know in which, uh, which film, which movie, that happens also. Uh, yeah, it's in the Kim Kiduk. Yes, <laughs> the oil. <laughs> That's what came to me in this film. <laughs> it's crazy scene in that aisle when when the woman is is taking the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it's remember it for the rest thing. of my life. And who is the genius here? Who? <laughs> Kim Kiduk is the genius. He is the all-time genius. <laughs> yeah, and, and he insists doing cruel films, you no know, terrible films. And he's right. He's right. He's the one to do them. You shouldn't let everybody do it. But he can. No? <laughs> you cannot, you know, the point is, and what Kim Kiduk also wants to show us, and Damien Chazelle probably, that you can't own somebody else. You can help him and you can be friend. Simply said. Mm. So where do we have this story? Otherwise, we go to old Greece. <laughs> we go to Greece and the mythical myth, myths of Greece to Pygmalion. <laughs> no? Don't you feel so? Can you tell about it? What do you mean? Yeah, it's um, Pygmalion was in uh, Greece in the Cyprus story. It's a, so it happens in Cyprus. Mm -hmm. It's about the man called Pygmalion who <clears throat> carved a statue of a woman which became, he made it so most beautiful he ever knew. He made it so beautiful that he fell in love with it himself and he wanted to have it alive of course and so well, how to make it alive simple you ask the goddess aphrodite to make a favor <laughs> of course yeah to make a, <laughs> aphrodite that's venus and mm -hmm. make make him uh, make her make a favor to make her alive yeah and so this <clears throat> aphrodite does it and then this woman who is now go called, has a name already, Galatea. Mm. Her name is Galatea. And so Bigmalia marries her. Ho ho, no question from Galatea. Do you want to marry me and who you are and how you are? And maybe you want <laughs> to have a profession and go to study. Somebody and else in your life. Yeah, maybe you are going to choose yourself whom you want to marry. Yeah. No, you marry me immediately. <laughs> You are my property. I made you. <laughs> so this is the the thing going on today. Today in New York with Fletcher doing that. That I made you. You are mine. And so and so many others. So where we we have seen it in several places like Bernard Shaw, an English uh, um, English personality who wrote mm. books and plays. And he he wrote. Um, play called Pygmalion, ah. where this professor takes the girl from the street and 
street who has no education, just a flower girl who has never been uh, to school yeah. and talks Cockney accent and makes her the lady. And yeah. that becomes later the musical My Fair Lady, but yeah. it was Bernard Shaw who wrote it in, mm. in play. And so this, what's so crazy in it is that this professor is completely like, a stupid person. He's cold like fish, like yeah. Pygmalion. That, okay, this woman is uh, mine. This woman is something that I have created. I am the marvelous person. I'm the the best. Yeah, no? they, it's kind of like they they. It feels like in the team, it's it's um. The idea of the the art is kind of and the the artist is kind of like um, mixed together. Like he he doesn't see it anymore that it's a person when it's transformed into a real woman. Um, yeah, but. Uh, he still sees it as art. He still sees it as a property, or still sees as a creation mm. of something, but not as an equal human being or something yeah. that like, is like yourself. That is nothing. It's nothing like art. It's... And that is the core of the problem in society. Since that, since the Greece till today, the mm. woman is considered that. Yeah, exactly. Has no rights. Property is a property. We well, okay. We think that okay, woman has. Nowadays, you can go to study and you can choose whom you marry and so. Maybe in some places not. Yeah. But by the way, the Isabel, young and beautiful, this Jeanne Jolie by Ozon, mm. the girl there, the 17 years old Isabel, who has exactly this problem. See, all around him in a modern Paris today. Mm are putting her without seeing into this mold and see herself uh, like uh, goes away from it and I don't want that, I don't want that. She don't say it but she does what she wants. Mm. And so that's an interesting film. Mm. Interesting that we went into that. Um, but it comes from this Galatea. Yeah, yeah. And but now we come to my one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. Salvador Dali. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Salvador Dali was married to a woman called Gala. <laughs> yeah. And why woman called Gala? Everywhere I've been looking and I've been reading all his books and reading everything about him. And there is, a, of course, the bi biography of this Gala is uh, she's a Russian woman. It's not at all called Gala. I don't remember now what was her real name. Mm -hmm. But Anyway, she was a free spirit, like you who hated children and never wanted to have. Was really an egoistic person. But that's something else. Has nothing to do with this. <laughs> so anyway, she has a right to be what she wants to be. So anyway, I think that oh, I'm so excited, <laughs> Dali. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure that Dali gave her the name Gala. Ah, really? And not who, nobody else, not Gala or anybody. So Dali made this, and it must be from Galatea. So, uh. like, like this woman was the creation of his, and it fits his character, Dali's character, not the Gala's, Gala's character <laughs> yeah. at all. She's nobody's property, really, even if she was the kind of a creation of Dali. Yeah, and I feel like it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's, he made. Like... This Cyprus old 
meet from Cyprus into reality in Spain in 1900. It it really feels like yeah, like Dali worshipped Kala in some way. Like Kala became like in the later paintings, Kala becomes the saint, and like yeah. this 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 um, the the image of the and all the performances. Yeah, like. It's really he really puts Kala into the, the the into the magnitude as a mother of the whole universe. But can and... you see? Ah, okay. I what what do you no, want? No, no, no. That's ah, what you want. But to can say. you see that it's Gadali is so clever. He's so intelligent. He made it himself. He he knew that he is making this mm. performance. The whole idea of Gala as a performance himself. Mm. He. He just didn't. I don't think he worshipped Kala so much. Ah uh, no. Secretly, but uh, this is my secret idea and his secret idea maybe. But he made a, pro- a program of it. Kind of, uh, it's his performance of life. <laughs> but but, like, but uh, yeah. He thought he's Pygmalion. Yeah, oh. that's true. And he's not crazy at all. He's just a hugely intelligent and a dramatic person. Yeah, in some ways, I I feel like he still sincere about it yes he's very he's he really thinks like that and it feels like that but it's all uh, an extra meta performance of himself or something yeah I don't know so um, and then I think it's very interesting what we've been so so uh, <clears throat> there there has been talks of the mirror music uh, students in New York and wherever, that mm. oh, this is not a true story and it's that there's a horrible thing and it's critical that you cannot... They are of course right, mm. because uh, just a crazy uh, drumming, exercising of drumming, no, in mm. the cra- into the craziness, and while the whip is... Whip is uh, lashing. No, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, but it kind of fits the one, name. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make anybody a, a top musician. Mm. Not this whip. When you lash the whip and the other ones are drumming, drumming, drumming and crazy, it doesn't make you. Even if it's, if it's um, it has a part in it. Mm. That's, that's why Fletcher can stay in the school. Because it's um, partly okay. Do you think there is an interesting question? Is like, do you think Andrew could have been as, could have made as amazing performance um, uh, as he did without, uh, without Fletcher? If Fletcher would have never been there, and he would have, you know, uh, went through his own like path another way, could have he ever been? Uh, given such a performance? Well, my answer is that logically, yes. It's logically, yes, because the background of his father made him ambitious, mm. crazy ambitious, and he had the ability. Mm. We know he had the ability because he did it. Mm. And because he had the drive and the talent. Yeah. But I so pity him because he could have life in the to also. Now he didn't have the life. Yeah. He didn't have the woman 
and the, the funny evenings and dancing and nice, only this drumming. And you think, or people say, okay, he, he cannot have anything else because he has to be the top drummer. But here we come to the shining. It's shine. Welcome to shine. Yeah. Where, where David Helfgott was a really truly brilliant pianist. Yeah. You can hear his music in uh, records and he's wonderful. And without, and he became insane. He had to be in the in the asylum. In the, yeah, and I think. Hospital. And I think, like in in Whiplash, kind of like in the end, the only thing that he because Andrew knew all the all the he knew all the technical stuff about the music. It was like his his uh, speed and his methods of playing that was kind mm-hmm. of uh, out of like unprocessed and undeveloped uh, into what he is in the end. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> the only. <laughs> <laughs> only teaching I feel like Fletcher didn't teach him in any way he just yeah. he was a sadistic perfectionist who just yelled at people he and whipped he did, his he, whip yeah, he, yeah that's all he did he just yeah. tortured people and that was yeah. his way of thinking that it's a teaching but it's nothing to do with teaching he didn't he didn't they didn't learn they just yeah. they had to just went extra mile to plead for, for his not... perfection. That was all. That's all that mm. he, he... They didn't talk anything about the details of of drumming, the details of the music. They didn't talk about the, the concepts of music or... It was all about his speed in, like, many times. Like, yeah, it's... He, he didn't... He wasn't there as a teacher. He was there as a torturer. Yeah, he was not nurturing him. Yeah. He was uh, torturing him. Yeah, and I, I don't... That's absurd that's a, to even think uh, that that's somehow part nurture of... Nurture and torture are nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's opposite. So, anyway, in the, in the end, it was like... Everybody must have been when you saw that in the theater that oh, oh, he's doing it again when yeah. you know when when he was seeing him in this uh, playing in the bar mm-hmm. and then he tricked him into mm-hmm. that wrong that horrible oh. horrible horrible I, uh... and then he even with he lost uh, time with the car and then yeah. the drums oh, and everything and it's probably true I. I like to think that it's happened to Damien Chazelle that way exactly. Even if it can be that he made more excitement to the film, but okay, I like to think it's true. So, so it's just like in My Fair Lady, in this Pygmalion story. Mm. In the end, here in Whiplash, because Andrew is doing, he's falling in love with this teacher, like. I don't mean in a sexual way. Yeah. But, yeah and, and also My Fair Lady. I, I When I saw My Fair Lady when I was a young girl, no, I couldn't believe that she were married this professor. <laughs> and never in true life. Never. It's, it's a, 
only stupid idiot is is marrying this kind of uh, egoist. Yeah. And Andrew does that. It's the same kind of ending than uh, in My Fair Lady. That yeah. uh, you know. Um, you remember in My Fair Lady, I don't know if you have ever seen it, but there is a very famous song. There, mm. There's a young man, a lovely, perfect, nice man who is in love with this Eliza, this My Fair Lady, and wants to marry her when she's a lady, and comes to us romantically in love and comes to her street and sings this uh, famous song about uh, on the street where I live. Mm. On the street where you live, it's a wonderful song. It's yeah. romantic. So, so she has this man, and she don't take him. She marries this professor, and Andrew <laughs> does that too. Not marry, but in a man, you know, in spiritually. He's like she, he's Andrew is when I, I I really when he's like drumming and he's looking at Fletcher, he's like eating. His, yeah. his admiration. He wants he, he wants he he wants Fletcher to to love him. Yeah. And it's really so Andrew sick. Andrew has this girl, this perfect girl, just mm -hmm. like my fair lady has this young man who is perfect. And they both decline this and say, oh, "No, I don't want you. I want this torturer." Mm. That's really strange. This is crazy. It's. I don't understand so much about music. I have not. Uh, I have a problem with music, but and this film is all about music. So anyway, I I enjoyed the band, mm. the music parts and the orchestra and what they play. This caravan and uh, what they have. This the whiplash and yeah, I did. Yeah, the whiplash is. It was music. the whole. It was the whole music thing that it they. Was the that was the. That was the <laughs> That was the main obstacle for the Andrew. That was the thing that he never could play. But then in I the end, he was able, and yeah. and it was the whiplash. It, it was yeah, the music. I I was imagining it all the time because I'm not so much into music. So I thought <laughs> Fletcher has this whip in his hand, <laughs> pop, pop, all the time. And that's how it is. It, I, it's a brilliant name for it. Anyway, so after that, I I started to listen to Duke Ellington and all kinds. It was really nice. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not really into that. I like more Francois Hardy. Mm. You remember Francois Hardy? In Wes Anderson yeah. film uh, this uh, where the the Boy Scouts went to the camp. Yeah. And on the beach they were da 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 this Francois Hardy mm. song it was oh I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, so such music things I, I really understand them. Yeah, I I love the music in Whiplash. Like I like jazz and the drumming was amazing, and I, but, well, mostly what I loved was the director direction of the directing of the music. Oh my cat! Ah, what the, your cat is. There's something think, happening. Maybe they're hungry because numbers start to cry. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I yeah. loved in the movie. I loved the, a lot the directing of the music. That how it was, uh, because it's really hard. I can imagine to uh, make the film that way. Yeah. That, yeah. 
that the the to to make all the music fit so well and it was really amazing how well like because the actor Andrew he doesn't know how to drum like that I'm sure it wasn't I'm yeah, sure that nice. he, he his, was, his name is Miles Teller I uh, was the real drummer of the Miles Teller was the boy this Andrew mm. and he's now in other films which has nothing to do with music I don't think he is a musician uh, who who played the drums the stunt drummer yeah. or I don't mean? know. Okay, no, it because looks like, like it looks like he's the drummer, and he's it could, well. Um, it was really amazing, of course, the drumming, but the, how they made and like it felt so real that Andrew is there drumming mm. and doing it that it was, yeah. The the reality of the film was so intense and so real that technica technically the movie is a masterpiece of yeah, in, in music directing. How yeah. The, Mm. And 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 the ending, I was hypnotized by the ending. It was unbelievable performance. Like the the, the well in in a way the, how the how the movie directed the moment, mm. it, how it's yeah. built up and how it just it was fantastic uh, music scene, just yeah. about music. How music yes. gets you into it and. Mm. I I really like. Oh, I, I agree with that because when, when the orchestra Sorry. was when we could see hear real pieces of music, actual pieces, the caravan and whippers and all kinds, it was like a, like you are in a concert, mm. truly enjoyable. Mm. Those parts which <coughs> not were the the torturing, yeah. not the music parts. This this band, wonderful. I'm really I'm really happy that I could be so near it and hear it well and <laughs> And yeah. I think no, I think that J.K. Simmons was absolutely fantastic here, and he got the Oscar, and I'm happy for him mm. because he has done a long. He's an old man, <clears throat> old man. Uh, <laughs> my my. <laughs> but, uh, he he has done a long way, and he deserves it. You know that yeah. he was in the in this new Terminator with Arnold. Ah, was he? Yeah, he was, and he's wonderful in it. <laughs> and I, I suppose that after Whiplash he got that part. <laughs> and, you know, such a very big part of a side part in a, in that film, mm. and he's different looking in it, but really good. He's a really good act, actor. Yeah. I'm happy he got got chances now. And also the Andrew was really, yeah. really great actor. I liked him a lot. Like yeah, a little bit plump, plump young boy, you know, not as in coyote-like at, no, at no, all. No, it was, because I really liked plump. his, how how he looked, that he felt really normal and like yeah. real and like a kid of that age and not like a movie star. Like, he, he I don't think he looks like a Hollywood Superstar like Brad Pitt or something. He looked very. No, I I I couldn't. I started to f uh, imagine my friends, how my friends looks. You know, like just to put somebody from yeah. real life there and not to think that it's an actor. He's. I think that uh, in that film he looked like a boy who has been ta very well taken care of and loved. And he had all the possibilities in his life. He has 
loving family and he's been fed well he looks mm. good he's uh, quite normal quite normal he's okay Un unlike nightcrawler yeah just unlike nightcrawler <laughs> which is bleeding and my heart is bleeding for nightcrawler this louis bloom he didn't get that life what andrew got mm. yeah but andrew hits himself yeah everybody has his own uh, um, and the, how to create art but it's more even more 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 about like the fair lady thing is true what you say but as as an example or philosophy of the movie about you know is this good or bad to do it this way because it's obviously torture it's horrible I don't understand if anybody who can who can uh, support that kind of way of thinking and mentality but I think mm. like what we were saying about Andrew as an artist I really also think that he could have done it uh, without Fletcher he could have become something great uh, mm. with another kind of direction and it's not about that if this is the right way of direction I think that the point is of what you said about the fair ladies the relationship of this character Andrew with and his relation with Fletcher it's really about these specific two persons and their relation with each other. It's a character story more for me than an art art movie, you know, like about art. I also think that's a moralic. Yeah, it's it's really shows how Andrew got himself into a very uh, unhealthy relation with a specific teacher, um, yeah. older but... man, and how, how it destroys him. Do you and remember how doesn't have to be like that? Yeah. Do you remember what uh, happened to Shine, David Helfgott, in the end? Um. Well, it went back and forth with the old and the young. Do you mean like the Jeffrey Russ? I mean uh, his uh, life. Uh, well, it's both. Like after the young, like well, he in the end. he. I think he was playing in the restaurant. In yeah, the yeah, yeah, but in the end, yeah. I don't remember how it ends. Ah, okay. So he found a woman. There was a woman from Australia, I think she was. Mm -hmm. And uh, she understood him. It was very hard to understand an insane person. He's insane. 
he was going around in spreading his uh, notes, note papers all around and dancing naked. Yeah. No, and he was really crazy, yeah. uh, insane. And that's how he was. And the woman understood him and married him. <laughs> and and that's how he bec he got a, a normal life. David mm -hmm. Heath got in the end a normal life and loving life in Australia or somewhere. So, so I'm sure that it's Andrew would have got with this woman. This was equally loving and nice, intelligent woman whom the girl mm. whom Andrew met. So with her or any somebody else woman maybe later, he would have equal to same. And David Herkot became, you know, he gave concerts and became, mm. was a fantastic people love to hear him and everything. He's like Arthur Rubinstein or something. So same with this Andrew. The mm. woman, the, that means what I mean with life. He got, David Herkot got a real life, other life than only the music. Yeah. Same with this Andrew. He could have got that too. With the, That's true. Woman's uh, completion, because he's a nice person, this Andrew, in fact. Mm. And Fletcher not. He has something inside. Fletcher's uh, destiny is not not the same. He's he has probably behind him a lot of uh, terrible things in his yeah. life. Yeah, I think it's some. It's like... why he became like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. They are created mm. like that. So now I think that we have covered this. Do you have anything else? No. I, I think... think here we had the keywords. Keywords uh, with uh, Whiplash and Fletcher and Andrew. We had also Kim Kiduk, <laughs> Salvador Dali, yeah. and David, David Helfgott. Yes, and uh, the Cypher's uh, mythology. The... Yeah, Cyprus, uh, Cyprus mythology of Pygmalion. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, you know that this, because of Whiplash, mm. I went and read the <clears throat> this um, the myth, the Greek myth, the original myth was written. You yeah. know, it was a thick book <laughs> of, of, the, of the Greek myths, and yeah. it was by uh, the system who of it. Yeah. Ovid is written it, Ovidius, Infinitus Ovidius, but uh, Ovid, one of the great Greek writers, and I went and borrowed his book, and I read it, because I want to see what Pygmalion is all about originally. Wow. And Yeah, so wonderful things these movies make. They make mm. you read books and find out more, more about. So now everybody who sees Whiplash and hasn't seen My Fair Lady has to go and see that film and see mm. Kim Kiduk's Isle, and, <laughs> and read Ovidius, <laughs> the, uh, and uh, see the theater piece of Bernard Shaw, the big Malian. Mm. He's yeah. also a genius, this Bernard Shaw. Yeah, they're all connected. Yeah, so now I think we have covered this. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>